Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have Nizam and Lee from Rebus Financial Services who are based in Peterborough. So I'll be honest, I've been a long time admirer of Rebus before we even started speaking. Love the stuff they put out on their socials. You've probably seen them yourselves. They do loads of Facebook lives. Their faces pop up everywhere and their branding is this lovely pink and navy. Anyone that listens to this podcast know I love my branding um, and Rebus do stand out in that department. So go and, go and check out their socials. All their links will be in the, the show notes anyway. So Lee and Nizam are actually school friends and were reunited when Nizam applied for a job at the same mortgage broker that Lee was at. Um, they realised with working together that they had very similar values and visions and Rebus was actually born in April of 2019. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. So the first thing I wanted to kick off with was Rebus Financial Services. The word Rebus quite an unusual one and I know Lee you did the research for the name of Rebus tell us what it means then well Rebus it's a bit of an odd one really we had a uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this but um, we had our previous broker we had a bit of a project name we had a bit of a code name when we were working for our previous broker and um, it was I think it just ended up we were coming up with different Latin names and we were looking at various but we wanted something weird and wonderful and I read somewhere that it'd be good to come up with something where people would question what it means, you know, something unusual, um, you know, uh, you you hear various, I don't know if I'm allowed to drop brands on this, but you hear various names and, um, we love a brand on here, here. just drop whatever you want. Well, like a multiple, like Habito, you know, what does that mean? You know, and although, you know, we're not at that strength, but it was nice to come up with something, that, you know, I mean, we've had it, I've had it from various clients where they go, well, what does Rebus mean? And to be honest, it was just a Google search and I come up with some Latin names that were tied to financial services. And I think Latin for Rebus was um, financial affairs or, or something along those lines. So okay. it was, um, yeah, so it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was some link to mortgages as some, as, as, as such, but um but yeah, that's kind of how it come about. And then we hadn't decided on the name. We just liked Rebus and it kept popping up and we're saying, oh, Project Rebus, we've got to do some work on Project Rebus and starting our business up. And and then it popped along and then it, all of a sudden it was named Rebus. So um, sweet, isn't it? It's, it just rolls off the target. It's short, it's sweet, it's snappy. I, quite, I, I really like it, I do. So a bit of a background to the company. Just wanted to give people a bit of an insight. What we're going to run through today, anybody that listened to the podcast before, We'll do a bit of questions on get a bit of a feeling of how you set up to be a mortgage broker, what you did in the past. Talk a bit about social media and then the strategy question at the end. I love that question because it really gives me an insight into into who you are as people and, and what you do to grow the business. So thanks so much for getting on, coming on the podcast and we'll um, we'll get straight into it. So I wanted to ask Nees first. I'm OK calling you Nees, aren't I? Yeah, go for it. Yes, instead of Nees, have you? We'll just uh, clarify that at the beginning. The reason I wanted to get you two guys on is I think we're quite similar as people, quite dynamic, forward thinking. And it's it's the passion for what you do that that drives the business, really. But it'd be quite interesting to know 
what did you do before being a mortgage broker? In a previous life. So I, um, I'll keep it short, but I left school and went straight into work. For me, I'd always been attracted to the idea of getting straight to work and, and earning money and, uh, and kind of working out what I wanted to do. So I really had no idea. So um, I ended up working for a call centre insurance company, um, a big employer in Peterborough. Um, and ended up staying there for six years. So I was there, uh, worked my way up into a team leader role, the sales team uh, within the company. Mm -hmm. um, and then got to 23, um, decided to, I was at a bit of a fork in the road and thought, right, I have to keep going down the career ladder um, or I do something I've always wanted to do, which was to travel. So a um, good friend of mine at the time, decided to, to just drop everything, pick up a backpack and, and travel the world. So we did that for nearly just under a year. It was 11 months, um, came back. And it, for me, it was like a fresh start. So I thought, well, now's the opportunity for me. I'm a bit older. I know what I like. I know what skills I've got. I know what I'm good at. Um, and one thing I always wanted to do was to become an estate agent. Oh, really? And because I'd always been interested in property, uh, my older brother was an estate agent. My cousin was an estate agent. So I had a glimpse into that world. Um, so my cousin helped me set up a, an interview locally with um, a, a corporate estate agent. Um, and then I got a call from their MSSM, so the mortgage sales manager, who said, um, we think you're probably better suited for this role. Why don't you give it a chance? Why don't you interview for this role instead? Um, talked me through it. It had all the bits that I liked about it. I'm still helping people buy um, property um, and buy their homes and I'm still talking to people. Um, and it's, it had that sales side that I really enjoyed as well. Cause I like the fact that, you know, you, it's uncapped. You can, you know, you can work as hard as you want and you get rewarded for that. So um, I, yeah, I kind of landed in that role. They put me through the qualifications and, uh, and that kind of got me on the ladder um, and I then left to work for a bank um, in London. Again, something else I wanted to always do was work in the city and oh. get that experience. And I thought I'd probably be there for the long haul, but actually it was killing me. The commute from Peterborough to the city every morning. Oh, you were in Peterborough at the, the time as well? Yeah. So I was having to get the 20 to 7 train into King's Cross and then into Bank. There should only be one twenty to seven in a day. You shouldn't be on a train at twenty to seven, mate. Uh, I don't see both of them uh, anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my wife was having to get up, drop me at the train station, and then go back past our home, and then she was having to go to Cambridge for work. So as a lifestyle, it wasn't really working because I was getting home late, opening up laptop, carrying on working. Carrying on, yeah. So I had a bit of a a point where I thought I can't do this I just can't do it so um, ended up then going to work for um, a, a broker where actually where Lee like you said earlier where Lee'd already started working and um, yeah was there for a few years got my broker experience and then and then left to, to set readers up oh so you went so you kind of went out of school thought I'm gonna work went traveling instead and then ended up coming back and being a mortgage broker well wow. so you've traveled and I read on the website as well you've climbed Kilimanjaro haven't you 
Yeah, yeah. Surprised I haven't got that in there just yet, Chris. <laughs> try and slip that in every conversation. <laughs> I know somebody else that does exactly the same thing. <laughs> they climb Kilimanjaro, and it's, you're talking about something completely random, and he goes, "You do remember I climbed Kilimanjaro?" <laughs> <don't> you? <laughs> yeah. you've got to, you've got to tell everyone. So, what was your story then, Lee? Because you've got um, a, a degree, haven't you? Yeah, slightly different route. Um, long story short, yeah, it's um, I had my heart set. I left school and I went to college, and I had my heart set on computing. You know, I was obsessed with it, uh, web development, programming. Um, I had my heart set on that since school, really. So I went to college, um, and then I went to university in Leeds, um, and that's kind of me and Nizam sort of parted at some point. I went to Leeds for for some time. Uh, went to Union Leeds. I stayed there for quite a while, actually. I, I ended up um, working at a brokerage while I was studying for a degree. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, so um, so I, I worked in IT at the brokerage for a little while. Um, it was sort of a part-time thing. It was just to bring some coins in, really, I suppose. Um, and then I, um, I started reading mortgage books, or protection books, actually. I was reading about protection, and then we did a little bit of protection, and then I eventually got qualified as a mortgage advisor whilst I was graduating. And I just fell into it. I really fell into it, being honest. Um, so I was sort of- this company to do their IT. Yeah. And you ended up coming out being a mortgage broker. Mortgage advisor, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Here's some great stories on here. That, that's probably one of the, one of the good ones. Um, and it, yeah, I just sort of fell into it and it, I, it, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, really enjoyed it, fell into it and no looking back really since. Um, and you could almost argue I've, I've wasted a, a degree. So, uh, say, but, <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you check out Rebus's website, cause you built the website, didn't you? And it's a new yeah. one that you've had launched, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. If you look at it guys, it's beautiful. It's you yeah. know, know what you're doing. It's really, so it's not gone to waste mate. Cause you would have had to pay people a lot of money to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> but you're mad into your gadgets, aren't you Lee? Yes. Yeah. I love my gadgets. I've, um, funny enough, I recently bought a drone. I'm obsessed with it. Um, do you have yeah. a license to fly them now or is it, it a particular weight? Yes, you do. Yeah. And they're quite clever. A lot of the companies, they make them quite light now. So they're really light. So most of the time you don't need a license, but, um, yeah, I, I love my gadgets. I've got all that. I love my Apple products, if I'm allowed to drop that in. Um, and I've, um, yeah, I recently bought a drone, so I love my gadgets. Yeah, definitely. Are you, are you Apple or you um, Microsoft, Nizam? Apple. I'm Apple, team Apple. Yeah, we're all Apple. I can yeah. see everyone's got Apple watches. To be fair, I'm showing it to the camera, but this is going out as a voice recording, so you're <laughs> definitely not going to see the watches. <laughs> So I wanted to then get, so we've got a bit of a background to you. Um, you can see you're both really likeable guys. It's quite interesting you went from the IT route, Lee, because you don't yeah. really see that. And yeah. I don't want to kind yeah. of like, is it paint everybody with the same, tire everyone the same brush, but in IT, it's, you are normally sat behind a screen, aren't you? You don't normally have that customer interaction. Yeah. So it's That's nice it. to have that personality and that mm. sales, that's yeah. my sales um, skills to be able to do it. But yeah. what is what would you say is the we'll start with these. What's the best part of being a mortgage broker at the moment? Because dealing with you, kind of speaking over probably the last six months, you're very personable people, aren't you? Passionate about just being being people more than anything. Yeah. Um it's, it's, yeah, it's a good question. So what what is the what do I enjoy most about the job yes. at the moment? What would you say the best part is? Um 
for me, I think probably similar to Lee, but for, for, for me, um, I really love teaching people something they didn't know. Okay. So that is what drives me in, in, uh, in, in doing everything, you know, helping people, helping people understand. For me, I think it all comes back to education. You know, the mistakes that people make when they're buying a home or they're remortgaging, it always comes back to lack of understanding of the process or, you know, what do I do in what order? When should I start doing it? Or they've assumed something that might not be correct that actually is stopping them from achieving their goal. So, you know, I always look at it from an education side, um, which is funny because I said I never went to uni and I wasn't big on education at school. Um, but I love to share what I learn with other people. So I think one of the, the biggest things I, I enjoy is when I hear people say, I really like your videos. I never knew that. Or, right. um, you know, when someone, I think someone yesterday even said, you know, I really enjoy your videos. They taught me something I, I didn't know. Um, and for me, you know, whether they choose to help, you know, choose Rebus to help them or whether they go direct with the bank or, or whatever, um, I get satisfaction in knowing that I've hopefully helped them avoid uh, hitting a problem or they, you know, they can help them achieve what they want to do really and that's the thing with with social media not many people will pick up the phone to you or leave a comment to say that you've helped me or you've learned because maybe they're embarrassed to say so that they didn't know that so yeah. even though you're having people come to you and saying that there must be so many other people that you never actually speak to but you've changed changed their life because it's a huge thing isn't it a mortgage and protection if you can teach them i suppose that's quite rewarding isn't it Definitely, definitely. And that's some, that's really interesting because that's something that it's taken me a while to get to know is I've always measured how well and how successful a post is from engagement, how many likes it gets, uh, how many people leave comments. And I think when we started out, that was very difficult to get our head around, actually. Um, look at how many people are viewing it. Look at how many people have seen the video. Mm. And there's probably, like me before, we, you know, we, we started to interact on social media and before we set Rebus up, I was very quiet, I was very hands off on social media, but I watched a lot of videos, I saw a lot of posts and content that I didn't engage with. So exactly that point, I think, you know, I, I always think I have to remind myself, all right, I only really got a handful of likes or a couple of comments, but um, I know that we've helped people that we yeah. don't know about. I and love that. And I'm I'm going to go a bit deeper into that, into the social media part of it, because it, it's quite interesting. And I think you once you get that mindset that it's not all about the likes, comments and shares, but actually it's about your vision. And that's why you two work together. It's it's ideal. And what would what would you say your the best part of the job is for you, Lee? I've always said it and it's, it's a bit of a cliche. Um, it's just the end result. It really is. It's the end result. I think um you know we're big on getting reviews and feedback we're so big on getting feedback and i think good or bad you know we're, you know we're always wanting to improve um but um but hearing those words you know you you've you've changed our lives or you know and you've made our dream become a reality you know those types of things is is kind of it's so satisfying to get the end result and I think um, I think that's the best part for me is um, picking up the phone and, and speaking to someone for the first time. I love doing, but I think the big result, the end result for me, is is got to be the uh, the most rewarding anyway for me. Um, it's an industry. There's not, if you think about it, there's not many other industries where you can have a life changing impact on somebody yeah. because 
unless you are in the healthcare service or in the property game, it's that's the only two ways that you can really affect somebody's life on a long term because it could be their home for the next 25, 30 years. And if you haven't teed them up in the right way at the beginning, it could yeah. be a horrible thing. So it's, as you said, I don't think many people think that mortgage brokers' jobs are rewarding. They think that you sit behind a computer, type in their details and get them a mortgage deal. But without doing that, you can't secure the family home where they're going to bring up two kids, send their kids off to uni in 20 years. It's it's quite, as you said, it is quite a rewarding um, field mm. to be in, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. What was your kind of setup? We'll talk pre-lockdown and then what you do now. In did you go to an office beforehand? How did that look? Um, so we had, we had, we do have an office. We have a new office currently, actually. Um, but we had an office before. Um, we've had to adapt, definitely. Um, a lot more video calls. Um, we're all currently currently working from home. Um, myself and Nizam and, and our admin team and. Um, you know, it's um, certainly challenging, but to be honest, we've been busy. You know, we've been busy um, throughout the period. Um, but um, yeah, we've just got a. Have you got a home? Have you, or are you kitchen table? Um, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm doing this podcast on kitchen table, but um, <laughs> I've got an office. I've got an office upstairs. Um, but um, but yeah, it's um, it's challenging. It's been challenging, but. Um, but yeah, luckily, and I always say, remind myself, I'm fortunate to still be able to work and to be able to continue to to do my job. You know, there's quite a few people that aren't able to do so. So, um, so yeah, no, it's been good. And what's what's your setup at the minute, Nees? Are you? I can see you in the. Are you in an office there? Yeah. So we've got. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got a sort of spare room, if you like, a little box room that I've set a desk up and uh, and just brought everything from our old office home and set it up i think that's a great thing about what we do we can literally just pick our desks up move them home plug them all in as long as we've got internet i can carry on are you looking forward to getting back to the face-to-face -face appointments or have you kind of adapted to zoom and telephone calls now yeah definitely um adapted a lot more i feel a lot more comfortable with um with video calling i think one of the barriers is actually uh, how other people have adapted to video calling as well and our potential yeah. clients I think you know everyone's been forced to understand how zoom works and or MS teams or whatever so um I love I love the face-to-face -face interaction you know it's what I'd, I'd always done um before so um yeah really looking forward to getting back to that and and hopefully getting clients back into to meet us in our office and, and, and yeah. our office and and also yeah, going out again and, and hitting the road and, uh, you know, hopefully going to, to see more people locally. Do you know what I keep on thinking is going to be weird? Is that first appointment where you shake someone's hand? You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. do I, do I mean, what, what do we do? Do we shoulder yeah. bump? You know what I mean? Even if it's in like five years time and at the minute you hesitate, don't you, with people? And you're like, yeah. oh, you can't, can't do it anymore. Um, do you ever watch programmes on TV at the minute and think, they're not social distancing. Why are they not two years apart? Or you know, or they should be wearing a mask. I think you're right. Just like you'll watch a film from like 15 years ago, and they'll go to yeah. hug, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, stop! Don't do that, mate! Don't do that!" Really strange. We might introduce the fist bumps. Yeah, go back to fist bumps. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be weird, isn't it, when somebody walks in and you fist bump them? <laughs> so going from the video call side of things, it, it leads perfectly into 
social media as you know i'm big on social media and you do looking at your social platforms you do a lot of business through your social media don't you yourselves how important do you think it is not e- well even before lockdown how important do you think it is for businesses to be on social media and i'll, I'll ask you firstly um massively i think particularly for new businesses nowadays um and you know and newly set up or businesses haven't been going for a while even more so but i think it's come more prevalent now with with everything that's coming you know with um with the virus i think it's it's massive that was you know going back two years um that was the first thing you know we set out to do was just get online you know just get online and think and just think about where our niche you know our particular niche is sort of first-time buyers and home movers um and think about what they're looking at and you know it's people like me and Nizam you know we're on Facebook or Instagram so you know places like that we needed to ensure that we were we were on those platforms but I I just think it's huge I just think it's really important to to be out there and building your brand locally um you know it's huge for us um being honest we probably weren't you know well known locally apart from friends and family you know we were particularly well known locally for, for doing mortgages so it was important to to get ourselves out there and, and use that platform um to to advertise really to get ourselves across across peterborough and it's a, it's a great social media is perfect especially facebook i always harp on about facebook to grow your local brand because mm. it's so easy to do so you just need to turn up consistently with varied content which is what you guys have been doing for for a couple of years and Nizam, how did you how did you start with the content? Obviously, Lee's talked about you found your niche. Where are they spending most of their time? But where did you start with your content? Um, yeah, that was really tough actually because, like I said before, I wasn't really that au fait with social media. I didn't really understand okay. any of how it worked other than you post and people engage with it. Um, so I think what we wanted to start with is, is, is learning how, um, how it works, how we can, how we can reach as many people as we can. Um, and that was through joining, you know, various sort of marketing networks and and broker networks out there, some really good ones that gave us a lot of kind of guidance and, and, and tips on that. Um, and then it's just getting over that fear of being, um, almost being vulnerable, especially as a new business is putting yourself out there putting your name out there putting your face out there um and actually um yeah just getting that getting that first video done. i was gonna say what was your first video like that you did it's still up there you can see it i'm wearing <laughs> I'm, gonna, it I'm gonna dig it out and i'm gonna put yeah. it because a lot of people <laughs> i speak to i do i do say some videos obviously very important but it's the fear of people doing it so yeah. If these guys, if you look at where they are now, you check out their socials, see their lives, see their videos, see their content. It's polished now. You've got it down to a T. But everybody starts somewhere. So I'm going to dig out the first video to show people that it's right. not going to be perfect, your first. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not having to dig at you guys. Here. <laughs> no, it's human, isn't it? You're never going to be good at something the first time you do it. Definitely, definitely. And I don't think you realise how you progress until you look back on it. Um it's the it's the small things that you you learn as you go um i definitely definitely agree with i mean yeah if i if my first video was um very you know i was in the office i was very stiff i had the camera um probably way too low 
Um, I was probably shouting at the camera, <laughs> talking too quickly. I was all over the place. Um, but we got it done, you know, we got it up there. And actually the, the, the feedback was brilliant. Um, yeah. You've always got that fear in your head. I've said something wrong. Someone's going to pick me up on it. I'm going to lose all credibility. Someone's going to disagree. Um, but actually, you know, that first video was one of our biggest engaged videos because it, it was really new, was. I think. Yeah, because um, you were quite early to the game, weren't you, with, with videos? <clears throat> Yeah, we started quite early on on uh, on videos. I think we, um, like Lee said, it's something we always wanted to do. Um, so we just we just just went out there and did it. Yeah. And which which platforms personally do you prefer, Lee? And which ones do you think work best for your business? That's a good one. Um, I think, like I said earlier, what boils down is is Facebook Lives. You know. When we first did them, I dreaded it. Being completely honest, completely <laughs> dreaded it. Yeah, you're speaking to people. People are going to be on the other side watching you. You're like, oh, my God. Um, but, uh, you know, we've got used to that now a bit. And it, it does take a bit of a leap to, to get used to those. But I think Facebook, ultimately, for us, Facebook and Instagram are, uh, seem to be our our sort of popular choice, I think, for, uh, for our social media. Um, and I think that's kind of what our niche tends to be on is... Um, is first-time buyers, yeah, and home movers tend to be on that sort of platform, really. And do you tend to use, I always ask people, do you tend to use yeah. anything like LinkedIn? We do. We do use LinkedIn a little bit. Um, being completely honest, we kind of just post for the sake of it, um, you know, and that, that is, you know, we just we just post for the sake of it at the minute. We could do a lot more. I think, um, ultimately, it's a lot of work trying to balance all three platforms. Um, so you definitely... You know, it's, it's it's difficult to do all three. So, um, but um, I think eventually we would like to maybe branch out once we've got the other two. Yeah, you use, LinkedIn's great for building your personal brand, but you both, so both Lee and Nisam have your own personal Instagrams, don't you? Under the Rebus brand and then yeah. have a company Rebus. So ultimately you've got almost three funnels going into your business account, aren't you? If mm -hmm. you can build your personal brands up. I think that's quite interesting. It takes a lot more work, obviously, um, but it means that you've got different funnels, haven't you? And, and it's great to see you two building up your personal brand. And that's where we're working together now to increase the profile of the company, aren't we? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook Lives then. So where do you get your topics? Where do you get your inspiration from? Because the biggest stumbling block <laughs> I have when speaking to people is thinking of ideas that's where they struggle where do you get your ideas from uh, um i think it's last minute isn't it nizam it's it it? i love the honest months in preparation lately. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it, it's our, our lives are friday at 5 p.m we're always consistent with that but it's normally a thursday night job isn't it it's normally a thursday night oh you know what's topical what should we talk about this week and we bang our heads together and it is literally last minute, being honest. But um, but we find being topical is really important. I think you know, trying to get you know that flavour of the week type thing is is important. I think uh, the way that the market is at the moment as well, with so many criteria changing. Tomorrow they could pull all ninety percent mortgages, and yeah. your Facebook Live on Friday about ninety percent mortgages has yeah. gone. Do you know what I mean? It has yeah. to be. It's it's you've got to be as you said, Lee, very topical at the moment with your with your content, haven't you? That's, That's it. We're on social media. 
talking about you managing all of these different um, platforms, what do you think it's important to outsource certain aspects of the business, say like admin, for example, or your social media? What balance do you need between outsourcing and managing it yourself? And I'll, I'll ask that to you, Nice. Um, that's that's a really good question because we I don't think we really thought about that when we started, and we didn't realise how big of a job and task it would be um posting engaging managing content coming up with ideas recording editing um, all of that stuff really um because like you said the key is consistency so um one thing that we have definitely struggled a bit with is managing our time doing all of that and running the business you know keeping up with the finances making sure we're delivering the service we want to, to our clients um i think where we're quite fortunate is there's two of us so we have kind of had that ability to split it in half. And what we have been doing is alternating between Lee and I is, you know, we both share the same vision and we understand what we, what we, what our aim is. So, you know, we talk in, in a similar, in a similar way. So I think it's consistent. Um, so we've managed to kind of split that, but it, even now it's got to a point where it's just, you know, we want to up our game, like you said earlier, again, even more even you know posting even more relative content and uh and helping really even more people so for us to get from i feel like we're kind of at a point now where we can't do any more on our own mm -hmm. and also is it the best use of our time now because we're starting to build the brand and we start you know the phone is ringing more we're getting more messages we've got existing clients coming back to us and for us that's what we are we're mortgage brokers first i guess we're business owners as well but you know that's what we're good at yeah. um we're not necessarily experts in social media you know we do what we can um but definitely i would recommend you know doing as much as you can on 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 your own initially whilst you're building the brand and the business because you don't want you know the fear is you're paying someone to do it before you have really you need to and you feel a bit vulnerable and you want to count the pennies but you know when you get to a point where you really want to take that next step, which is where we are now. Um, you know, your support, Chris, for us is, is going to be so valuable because it means we can focus on, we'll still do what we're doing, but it means that we can post even more content. Um, what's really great is, you know, I think, like you said earlier, we've, we've got a good understanding of how each other work. We, you know, we've got similar, you've got a good idea on our vision and our, you know, what we're about. And, <clears throat> that's really important for us is I think that's the other challenge is you don't want to outsource to someone that is going to just duplicate posts and you know not necessarily look like it's your stuff it's having a long-term strategy as well keeping that branding on point but having a long-term strategy and I think it's it would be very hard if you had no understanding of social media like you Lee said at the beginning doing the Facebook lives getting used to it you almost need that prior knowledge because you could hire somebody that could be talking absolute gobbledygook and you know what I mean? You wouldn't have any understanding. So it's quite important, isn't it, Lee, to have an understanding of your social channels before you maybe get somebody on board? Oh, 100%. And when I touched on it earlier, is we, that was the first thing we jumped on when we started the business was yeah. social media. Yeah, we think it's just so important. And um, I won't go delve too much into it, but the, you know, we, we've noticed and experienced previous brokers that we've worked for who've spent thousands and thousands on 
on leads and 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 you know lots of money on on not generating their own business effectively buying it from elsewhere and it doesn't look sustainable you know it's not sustainable and i think you know social media is definitely the way forward yeah and if you can i always say to people which lead would you rather have a cold lead where somebody's just clicked on an advert and filled out a form or would you have somebody come to you that's that's looked at your content for the last six months know who you are know your dog's names know what you're about picked up tips and the deal's already done they come and sit down in front of you and you don't all you have to do is just tell them how you can help them they're already sold on you as a person that's exactly what you need to be doing on on social media yeah 100 100 percent so talking about social media we've spoke about you being on social media but i love this question if a parent came to you and said social media is the root of all evil evil i need to keep my children off it what would you say lee oh that's a good question um having uh having a little one himself um oh god that's thrown me a little bit that question um so is it something where what 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 are you going to do with your children are you are you going to kind of let them be on social media as soon as they can do or will we we're yeah we're quite uh almost but we may be a little bit strict on it to be honest you know we have access to accounts um you know and um i think it's more uh, we're more conscious of bullying and classmates in school and you know we've had instances and experiences with with other classmates you know um it only takes the wrong thing to be said um for it to happen but uh, it's a good question i think can you, uh, see, can you see it as a positive for your children in the long run can you where they might be able to start an online business and use use it or but yeah it's funny you said that and you know and i think you know the little one's taking inspiration from what we do she watches our videos you know, she's she? on youtube and she and she's got a, a friend over the road and she's always says i want to start my own business with my friend sort of thing oh, so that's that's some inspiration from that but I think particularly now you know I think social media is really good for you know kids to interact you know I think especially you know they can't necessarily play out with each other or go around each other's houses particularly at the minute but it's good for them to interact but long in the long run I think definitely yeah definitely I think um, it's going to be a, a, a positive um, positive for kids to be online yeah. be their way of life isn't it That's it. it's just managing it and I think um, yeah, I think as long as you manage it, I think um, you can't protect them from everything, sadly. But, um, but I think um, as long as you manage it, I think it'd be fine. Yeah. And what, have you got a similar outlook on it of your knees? Yeah. I mean, I haven't got any kids, so I don't want to teach parents <laughs> how, to, how to look after their little ones. But um, I think my view is very similar to Lee's, really. Is you, you, you know, I think when we do have a, uh, children, um, that we will be very... Um, careful and um you know i would want to have full visibility on on what they're doing Mm. but but i definitely um agree that there's opportunities for them to learn and uh and develop and you know it's things like they can probably learn a lot i know when you know youtubers started uh i've got nieces and nephews so i know when they started following youtubers and bloggers it was kind of very much like well that will you know what i don't get i didn't get it at the time yeah. so i've been watching 
you know, my nephews love watching people play games that they've got the game sat there but they're not playing it so but you know that's expected it's a generational thing isn't it so I think there's definitely things they can learn and I'm sure there's lots of good influences and you know social media personalities that they can um, that are doing really good things and 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 uh and sharing their knowledge and um, and skills with 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 their viewers, so I definitely see it as um, the good and bad. Yeah, um, I think just talking about YouTubers, I don't know if you've seen. I think he's on TikTok. There's a guy that questions. It's in America. He sees somebody get out a really expensive car. And he questions what they do for a living. I don't know if you've seen this series. Yes, I have seen that. Well, there was one the other day. There was a lad, and he looked. I wouldn't say a day over 15 in a 200 grand Ferrari. And he says, do you mind me asking what you do for a living? His dad sat in the passenger seat and this guy's driving. He's like, do you mind me asking what you do for a living? He's like, I'm a YouTuber, professional YouTuber. You think you'd never have said 10 years ago, there'd be a lad who can, uh, who can buy a 200 grand Ferrari no. just from making, like some of the YouTube videos are just kids unwrapping toys, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> how how that even... There's that little lad, isn't there? I can't remember what it's called, something's world or something. I've heard of, uh, yeah, I have heard of this guy. An yeah. American guy, and he's, yeah, he's, what, five, maybe six, and he's sat there, he's, you know, he's reviewing his toys, he's he's plugging the odd thing here and there, and it's, so, I mean, he's very natural at it, because it's all he knows, I guess, but, I mean, he's, yeah, I read he's sort of multi-multi-millionaire, and it's... Uh, so every parent listening to this now is right, I'm going to set up a YouTube channel <laughs> and I'm going to get the kids to unwrap the shopping and see, <laughs> see the, same, the Sainsbury's Hall, you can see it now, can't you? Yeah, reviewing the sausage rolls, that kind of thing. That's yeah. one thing I didn't speak about, actually. It's just popped into my head. Going back to your Facebook videos, you do quite eye-catching thumbnails, don't you? And this is something that, this is really going into the depths of social media, but... When I look at a video, if, if it's an eye-catching thumbnail, I'm much more likely to click on it. How did you guys learn that? That was, um, can we can we uh, give credit to someone else for this? Right, okay, <laughs> fair enough, yeah, I always respect that. Um, Alex Alex Kerr um, has, has done a brilliant job of, um, he's, I mean, he's someone that definitely I aspire to on YouTube. Mm -hmm. as a broker um because he's nailed it um he spends a lot of time on it by the looks of it um and he's got a real good knowledge of it i mean he's got a great equipment and everything else but one thing that he's done well is he's kind of set up a bit of a network on facebook that we're a part of that we joined um and he just shares tips on how to you know create a thumbnail or how to shoot a oh. video and that's kind of helped us so thumbnails i think are something that we've learned a lot I've certainly learned a lot from him and um, I think the key is making it very clear what the video is about by looking at it um, not using too many words on there I think we've the first few we've probably used sort of seven or eight words on it and I think the key is to use three or four just isn't enough to grab your attention and then and then you can explain a bit more in the in the post or the video description um, and, and then just using Canva really yeah Cam, a great tool. I, I keep on going on about it. But Alex, so Alex Kerr, is it K-E-R-R? That's the one. Right. So I'll link him into the um, notes as well, because yeah. if somebody's trying to get started in videos and it sounds like he gives out some great tips. So I'll, um, he does. Yeah. I will uh, tag him in there. That's great. It's just something that I thought of. And I remember seeing the thumbnail thinking, 
how did you come across that? Where do you create them? So it's good for other people to know that. Right. This is where we get to the strategy part of the podcast. So the strategy question, which I ask everybody that I have on, we're going to pretend that you've moved, say, to the north of Scotland. So 400 miles away. All you've got is a laptop, a mobile phone and an Internet connect. And you're dressed as well. You've, you've got clothes as well. guys. All right. <laughs> yeah. Your first thing isn't to go streaking across the Scottish hills. Um, so you've got a laptop, a mobile phone and an Internet connection. What are the first few steps that you do to launch a brand new mortgage business where you don't know anyone and will go to Lee first? Ooh, good question. I think, to be honest, it's a little bit how we, going back two years ago, you know, going back two years ago when we started, um, it was a little bit like that. Obviously, we had friends and family, but like I say, no one really knew us as mortgage brokers as such, you know, locally, um, apart from friends and family. So, you know, first, first things first would have been would have been to get ourselves online, definitely. Get our Google business set up, get our uh, Facebook and Instagram live, Um branching out yeah and putting our content out yeah putting our content out. i think that this is you know what we've done i think it just sounds similar to what we've done two years ago we've been straight online um getting our content out um and you know it takes time as well it just takes time and i think um glad think, you said that because it's not it's not it's not impactful straight away is it it's taken you quite a while to get to where where you are now 100%. Yeah, 100%. And I think, um, yeah, it just takes time. And I think if it is, I think consistency is the key. I think we've learned, you know, there's been parts where we haven't been consistent, you know, admittedly, you know, going back a little while ago and we weren't consistent enough. And we've learned that it's our consistency that's probably kept us going. But yeah, going back to the question, it, it is, uh, you know, as straightforward as it sounds, it would be just to really raise our online brand networking. And that's the way to kind of I do like networking face to face, but first things first, if we've got a laptop and internet connection and I'm sat in my PJs in my bedroom, it's going to be online. So jump online um, and get on social media would be so the, set up your Facebook page, set up your Instagram, put consistent content and set up your Google business as well. That's a big thing for you guys, isn't it? Massive. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do miss that. I do think a lot of people miss that, but that is a big, big thing, I think. And particularly now, Google are really pushing it. So, um, you know, yeah, yeah. And would you would you do anything differently? What would you what would be your first twenty four hours? You've just landed. The, you've been dropped off. What would you do? Book a flight back to England. I think <laughs> oh, I'm Scottish, mate. I'm sending a list straight away after. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm half Scottish, so I'm, oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> which side? Your mum or your dad's side? My mum, my mum's side. Yeah, so I'm half Scottish, half Mauritian. There's not ah, many. Right, okay. Yeah, not many of us out there. Mate, you've got you've got absolute boiling weather and absolute freezing weather. <laughs> it's settled in England, apparently. In the middle. <laughs> so what would your um, first 24 hours look like then? I think for me, it would be having a think about what I enjoy doing, who I enjoy helping, you know, what type of client do I really love to help? Do I, you know, do I get a buzz out of helping really complicated, um, you know, buy-to-lets or do I actually really enjoy helping first-time buyers? Um, so for me, it's identifying what I enjoy doing um, and who I most enjoy helping. Um, and then I think the key would be to try and really be disciplined in in sticking to that and, and you know, niching down if you can. Um, but, steps, you know, sticking to that kind of um, topic, subject, 
Um, and I think, like Lee said about in terms of content, I would make sure that most of my content is answering questions or providing help uh, and support mm -hmm. around that subject. Um, and just keep talking about it and be known as the expert on that topic, um, I think is really, really, really valuable. Um, and, and again, like Lee said, it's, um, it's consistency. I think once you keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it, and you keep talking about, you know, you say 70% of your content is talking about buy to lets, for example, mm -hmm. you get, you, you know, you eventually you'll be known as the buy to let expert. Um, and then who are people going to go to when they, when they need help with it? And not only are you then going to start seeing, you know, more clients coming to you, but actually you'll end up doing most of what you enjoy doing. So, you know, if you really enjoy buy to let, you find out that actually you, you end up doing what you love. So for me, you know, that's kind of approach we've taken with first-time buyers and, 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 and home movies is I really, really love helping first-time buyers because, like I said before, I love helping people understand things they don't know. And um, I think the biggest opportunity for us to do that is with people that have never bought a home before. And I hope everybody can see from, from listening to this, you can see why these two guys have built such a successful business because I'm very similar to Lee where I just right set this up set this up set this up get it out bloody bar rasnees is very right let's take a step back and let's think what kind of client do we want to approach and that's that's something i will definitely take from this podcast is to say um who is it that we want to target i think i've probably done it subconsciously but it's great because you can then say right we want to um try and pitch our business to people between the ages of 25 and 35 this is what kind of job they do this is what they enjoy doing and then Lee, I suppose it's your background in the IT and implementing processes and strategies in place to then go, right, this is the kind of content we'll create. This is how we're going to get it out there. Just listening to your two different answers, if you merge them together, it makes a perfect business partnership. And I hope people can see that. And I think that's interesting. If somebody is thinking about going as a mortgage broker and, and looking to set up with somebody, it is maybe best to have people with completely different outlooks and skills. Your values and your vision are the same. Would yeah, yeah. you agree with that? Is that how you find it on a day-to-day -day basis of running your business? hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, Nizam, you know, Nizam likes doing the finances. I don't. Nizam raises it back in. That's <laughs> it. That's it. 100%, um, you know, and I don't think it would work you know, as definitely wouldn't work as well if we um, if we weren't sort of different. I think you need to be. I think you know, um, you know, it works well that way. Yeah, we've both got the same. We've always had the same vision. We've always had the same values, but we just work in different ways. You know, and I think that's what it's, it's a huge positive. You can see that from the way that you speak and the way that I've spoken with you on calls before. You, you get each other, but you're almost there to sometimes play devil's advocate to say, well, yeah. what would happen if this happens? And yeah. I think it's 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 very easy to link up with another mortgage broker that's very similar to you and think, yep, we could do double the business. Whereas actually, we need you need people with very different skills. I think definitely, definitely. Awesome. That's a lovely way to sign it off because it just shows the strength as the, and to why that the the business will go from strength to strength. Definitely. No, guys, it's been absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and giving your insights and. I really hope that it shows people if they are thinking of setting up a new mortgage brokerage right now, this is where you could be in 18 months, two years time. But it's, I think the one word to take away from this is consistency. You've both said it, haven't you? Yeah. 
100% consistency. So before we finish the podcast, I ask everybody that I have on the podcast um, a charity that's close to their heart and I'll don- donate £10 to each charity. So if you want to give them a shout out, Lee, which one would yours be? It's going to be, um, I think we both have the same one, actually, but it's probably, okay. I think so, I'm going to say, these, but Shelter is the one that we've um, been working with recently and donating to recently, and it just it just coincides with what we do, you know, we we help people get homes, so do they, so, um, so in a different way, so Shelter is probably um, one that we'd, yeah, we'd like to donate to. Great, it's the same with you, Nizam. Definitely, yeah, definitely, completely uh, love everything they do. And uh, yeah, like Lee said, it ties in well with what what we try and do and what we're about. So yeah, definitely. Right, And that's what we've spoken about as well, haven't we? This is something that we're going to try and push for you in 2021 is trying to make those links between the home, the the shelter homeless um, charity and your company. Yeah. It goes hand in hand, doesn't it? And it's such a lovely thing to do, especially during these times. And Unfortunately, I think it's going to become a lot more prevalent this year yeah. of that these kind of charities, especially homelessness char- charities, are going to need a lot more support than they have done in the past. Definitely. Because it, it feels like everything's a bit kind of hunky-dory at the minute, doesn't it, still? That uh, that kind of especially the property market, it keeps on going up and up and up and up. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost everybody's they're talking about this crash that never, never actually comes, but I think yeah. a lot more people are going to need support in the next 12, 24 months. So it's a great charity to donate to, guys. Thank you very much. Awesome. Right Thank then, any, th- any signing off points to any anybody, any golden nuggets that you want to give anybody to finish off with? Or are you happy with what we've gone through? <laughs> um, Just feeling the fear with your videos, getting out there. Yeah, I think it's over, one of the biggest, it's overcoming the fears of videos, you know, I find that, you know, we find that, we see that a lot, you know, oh, I don't want to do video, happy to kind of hide behind the content and sometimes, but getting out there and getting on social media and, and taking the plunge, lives, lives are one of the biggest um, key factors for us, you know, they've got really good reach for us, so I would push, I would urge people to try the lives out if they haven't um definitely um but being big on social media that's the key i think for me uh, I, I would add chris on that i think my final point would be to um if you're setting up especially on your own it can be quite lonely so join as many broker network groups on facebook there's loads and join as many as you can and and talk to other brokers talk to as many other brokers as you can my experience of that is that the majority of brokers and that have gone and set their own firms up are more than willing to help and share and, and, and yeah. share their successes and learnings. And there's some really, really good people out there doing really good, good stuff. Um, like Gary Das, for example, does some brilliant, brilliant, brilliant um, uh, material and, and, and definitely has helped us a huge amount. So um, join those networks, talk to people because it can feel very lonely. Um, especially if you're working from home and obviously from a mental health perspective at the moment, it's really good even just to chat to other brokers and, and just have a moan sometimes. So I <laughs> know these guys won't mind me saying you can hit them up on Instagram. Inbox is always open, isn't it? Definitely. You're always there to answer questions, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, get in touch with these guys and just have a chat. Yeah. We'll yeah. Always spend the time. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you for coming on and then um, we'll catch up soon. Cheers. 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 All the best. Bye. Thanks. 
So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.